We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest on the Kansas Jayhawks from KCSN, which features three shows each week in Border War, hosted by former Jayhawks guard Jeff Hawkins and Mizzou forward Jarrett Sutton. Ain't No Seats with Ryan Reinhardt, Anthony Bax, and Braden Turner, and Booth Review, covering Jayhawks football with Kent Swanson and weekly special guests. Make sure to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. Stay up to date on all things KU with KCSN. And now, the latest on the Kansas Jayhawks. All right, folks, before we get going, we got to talk about our favorite bank, the best bank out there, Emprise Bank. Uh, There's more options to do banking now more than ever. Who you work with is more important than how close they are to your home. Emprise has digital banking that meets you where you are, on your phone, on your computer, or even your smartwatch. They're a trusted partner at your fingertips. We love them. We highly recommend them. Go check out Emprise Bank, member FDIC. Shout out to them, our title sponsor here. But all right, boys, let's let's get right into it. We got a fun episode today. Um, not a whole lot of topics to talk about other than just the fact that the Kansas basketball Jayhawks absolutely embarrassed Missouri. I can't even say it without laughing. That was – there were times during that game I was laughing out loud. I couldn't believe my eyes. We made everything look so easy. And these last two years, when 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 it comes to that Kansas-Missouri rivalry being kind of reignited, my goodness – they've got to be regretting it because this has been so embarrassing for them. It was great to see us play that way. Um, what, what a weekend. How you feeling B turned? Um, the day couldn't have went more, be- couldn't have went better. Honestly. I mean, they come out hot. They scored 28 points in the first six minutes and 50, 56 seconds or something like that. Grady Dick, who we've talked about, who we thought fans around the country would hate him kind of be a villain perfect for him going into Columbia comes out firing. he had 15 points in the first half and hadn't been back to Columbia in 10 years and they go in there and put up 90 plus could do whatever they wanted on offense Mizzou doesn't play it's on a defense so it went perfectly they camped out for that all week they've been waiting 10 years for that and we pump them by 30 and that's two years in a row now they put up 100 plus last year and then they put up 95 on Saturday and like you said we just did whatever we wanted on offense, KJ, everyone in the starting five played well, but 
hate Missouri, all the stories we talked about this week, and their fans were up to it again on Saturday, and it couldn't be a better feeling. Dude, I mean, shout out to their crowd. They brought it for as long as they could possibly bring it, but I've never – I mean, I was trying to think back to another KU road game where we've just – I mean – it's been a while, and may, I could be wrong on this, but it always feels like we can jump out to gain leads like that on road ga- in road games, but we always let them back in, right? Like, it always becomes a five, six, seven-point game in the second half. And we just – I don't know if once we got it above 15, did they even get it even below thir- – I think 13 or 12 was maybe as close as they got. But it was just a thorough domination from tip to finish. And I don't know. I – I think it's a big part of just Missouri is not good. Uh, I know they were 9-0, and but, I mean, playing whoever the heck they were playing certainly did not get them prepared for that. But I was genuinely stunned at how bad they were defensively. And I tweeted it. I said, like, the fact that I didn't bet on us to cover three and a half points is an opportunity I will forever regret for my entire life. An ounce of research – on that team, I think shows you we were going to blow that game out. But for whatever reason, I wasn't that confident. But it was crazy. They couldn't defend a ball screen. They couldn't defend a pick and roll. They couldn't defend a simple cut to the basket. Like, it was it was just so easy. So, this is a long-winded comment to get to. How excited should we be about KU's performance? And also, or how much of this was just Missouri being really, really bad? I I think it's a mixture of both, but I'm certainly not going to get my hopes up that we're going to be playing offense that efficiently all season. Yeah, I think defensively they are terrible. And we talked about it last (laughs) week when me and AB did the pod. I don't even have the numbers on me, but the game before KU, they play Southeast Missouri, SEMO. They gave up 89 points to them. And KU comes out, like I said, 28 points in less than seven minutes of game action. Like the game total shouldn't be at 28 and – I thought we were going to – at one point I looked up the Kentucky-KU game back in the day when we scored 150 because I thought we were going to get to that point during the <laughs> game. It's funny. That's what it felt like. You literally started – that started crossing your mind. And like, what it was – yeah, it was just layup after layup after layup. And, and like early in the game, KJ caught a lob from uh, Dewan. He, he clanked the layup, and I've kind of been tough on KJ. I just – I think I expect more out of him and to finish around the rim because he's so athletic and – after that point, he was nine for 11 from the floor, just catching lobs, layups, Grady layups. Kevin McCuller, since a, since he came, he didn't play against Texas Southern, but he came back against Seton Hall. He was great. He had a couple big shots in the Bahamas. He was so good on Saturday. So from a scoring standpoint, we're always going to have Jalen there every night. Like I just expect 20 from him. Kind of feels like Deidre Lawson at this point where he's just going to get yeah. 20, around 20 and like eight boards. Him, Grady, Jay, uh, McCuller and then Dewan just going to facilitate like Dewan doesn't even shoot the ball. So from an offensive standpoint, I feel really good. I think we have three really solid scores and hopefully KJ is going to be, if KJ can be any shell of that for the rest of the year and our bigs can keep developing. I don't, it's tough to expect much out of the bench because you never know with Joe coming off. He'd just yeah. come in fire and he has his nights, but I think him and Bobby give us good minutes, but yeah, I think we have three good scores. Grady came out first half, scored 15 points. He only, which that does scare me about him. I think he he, he shies away at sometimes. The, the way, yeah, he yeah, can disappear. he's done that. 
He's done that yeah. too. He did that in the Bahamas where he hit a bunch of threes in the first half against NC State, kind of shied away. And then Duke, he didn't do anything mm-hmm. until the end of the game, which he kind of helped us. He really helped us win that game. But I think we have three yeah. elite scores that are going to get better throughout the year. I mean, you brought up KJ, and it's an ultimate win for UAB, who called it from the summer that KJ was going to start. I laughed. I said, we can't start a 6'5 center. Um, and I think we've all doubted it being our true – like, if that's truly our starting lineup heading into March, are we going to be that good? But it kind of reminds me of the conversations about Dewan Harris last year. Like, everyone liked Dewan, but I think the whole point was, well – I mean, we have Remy, right? Like Remy will be the starter. And like, it was always like, well, in March and conference play, Dewan won't start. And then he just continued to be super solid, continued to be really good. And you, ju- he just got to the point where he can't take him off the floor. Um, and then KJ is getting Draymond. I mean, Bill called him like Draymond version. <laughs> I don't even, I don't know if he compared. Yeah, I kind of compared him to Draymond, which is crazy to think about. But I mean, huge win for UAB. How are you feeling about KJ? Is he our guy the rest of the, like, do you still think there's a spot open at the five to be a starter or is KJ kind of just taking it? I mean, if he keeps playing like he did the other day, the while it's fresh on my mind, cause I will forget it. So my brain works. I'm going to say he made the single greatest play in Kansas basketball history for when he dove for that loose ball right before half dished it back to Dewan. Dewan gave it right back to him. To me, that was KJ Adams in a nutshell, but yeah. Like, when you were talking about it there, is it at all like a Hunter Mickelson situation? Because people forget he started that triple overtime game and then, like, slowly but surely just faded away. And um, KJ's better than that, but is there a shot that once Uday, you know, say, for example, progresses and gets super good where he has to play 28 minutes a game, is KJ just going to kind of fall behind and be at eight minutes a game like he was last year? I guess if if Uday can progress and be good enough, but that's kind of what I'm – I mean, it's pretty concerning that, like, we won by 30 points and Zach Clements couldn't get minutes in that we, game. Yeah, I think and, at this point we move Uday on. And Uday even didn't get a ton of minutes. And so I'm wondering, like, has Bill just kind of lost trust in those guys? Or, yeah, I mean, we've seen things really quick – click for freshmen really quick like there could be a time and and you know Uday could have like a little two-week stretch at the beginning of conference play where you just start to see him figured out like Kelly Oubre was not a factor mm-hmm. at this point in the season when he was here so I don't know if Uday will, will do that but KJ is just so much further ahead than I ever thought he would be in this race and considering he's coming off his best game of his career it's it will be interesting to see how long it takes for guys like Uday or, or even Clements or Cam Martin got some minutes like to see those guys try to get back in that starting five. I don't know. What do you think, V-Turn? I mean, it seems like KJ is just locked in. Like you said, I he's progressed way ahead of the other bigs, and I don't see what other big would take his minutes right now. Obviously, you want Uday and maybe a guy like Zuby to get it together in a month. It's mid-December, and yeah, KJ – on Saturday, obviously, that's going to give Bill a ton of confidence going forward and KJ. So I just don't see another big or another body even taking his minutes because you can't you can't start one of the guards off the bench. You can't start Joe or Bobby. And then Uday and Zuby and Cam, obviously, and Zach aren't ahead of <clears throat> KJ. So, yeah, KJ's earned it. Um, he hasn't been amazing this year. But hopefully going forward, that Mizzou game just gives him a ton of confidence because, dude, at some points he was the best player on the floor. I know we have Jay Will, Grady, but – 
nine for 11, 19 points, six boards. Like he's catching it at the top of the key, dishing it to guys. Like he had, dude, he's a good passer. That's been like the most exciting part about him to me is yeah, he's athletic. We knew that, but he's a really good passer. And like him and McCuller have a pretty good dynamic where I feel like he always finds McCuller on backdoor cuts and things like that. So I've been very pleasantly surprised. Cause that's not, I mean, you're not going to get those types of passes from Uday or Clements or things like that. Like KJ does bring just a different style that we're not used to seeing now. It looked great against Missouri. Like that's where I opened this question with is like, do we need to like cool the brakes a little bit, slow down and see how, I mean, cause Saturday, this, the f- script flips. Now he's going against arguably the best center in the country and mm-hmm. uh, Jackson, Jackson Davis, Davis or whatever. Yeah. With Indiana, like that dude, it's a whole different story. Indiana or Missouri was small and it really favored KJ. And now we're going against him. And so I could see us next week on this exact podcast being like, we got to get Uday. We got to get Uday figured out because when we play those centers in March, we're done. And so I don't know. It's I'm kind of having a hard time deciding how to get how excited to get. Yeah, I don't but, think I would get too excited. And that's me and AB talked about that last week was the matchup with Mizzou. It kind of it was the same <clears throat> the same as our lineup, basically, um, from a height standpoint. You start four guards and then you start a six, seven guy that can they can. Yeah. They had a six-seven guy that could stretch it, so it was kind of just a good matchup for us. And they don't play defense, so we knew if we just got some stops, we would win. Um, but yeah, it feels very matchup dependent in March, which scares me to death because Tennessee had some monsters and they just they didn't really kill us. But the game was never really close, and they were in control yeah. the whole time. Really good defensively, and our we couldn't rebound. Obviously, Jalen can rebound, and we got guards that can rebound. But it just scares me if we play some bigs and feels very matchup dependent in March unless those other bigs come along. And it's not like even with Uday, it's not like he's a super tall, like guy that's around seven feet. He's probably what six, nine, six. So it's like, we don't even really have a big that six ten, six eleven. I would hope, I feel like it's what he's listed at, but maybe he isn't, but yeah, he's definitely yeah. not um, Joel Embiid or Jeff Withy or that style of a center, but yeah, it, it's going to be a question all year, and we're it's just going to be one of those things where when KJ doesn't play well, we're all going to melt down and say we desperately need a center, and then when he does this, we're going to be super pumped about it. But I really liked Saturday, regardless of how bad Missouri is. It did feel like this team reached a gear that I wasn't sure if we had yet um, that kind of showed me, like, okay, this team is truly, when they're playing at their best, doesn't mean they're always going to be there. They have a pretty low seal or uh, like their their worst can be pretty bad, I think, because offensively we're limited, things like that. But when they are going like they were going, I do think this team has a high ceiling. And I do think this team can be truly thought of as one of the five, six, seven, eight best teams in the country, which I don't know if I agree with that. What do you think? Uh, all right. So you guys know how we've mentioned this a million times in past years, but the whole, what, like 16 of the last 18 champions on Ken Palm top 20 offense and defense. KU's one of seven teams, I believe, that fit that mold right now. So we're, uh, we're the, better Ken Palm wise right now than this last year's team ever was, right? Until like yeah, March. It dropped there yeah. a couple weeks ago. We were down to like 20th. And yeah, we're all the way back up to seventh, I think. And. It feels yeah. wide open. I know I know it's so early, but look at the top five in the AP. 
and it's that's it's teams that have won championships, but it's no one that's like scary. It's not Kentucky or Duke. It's UConn, Virginia, Houston, Texas, like. I wrote a note here like to ask you guys, like, who is the best team in the country? I don't think anyone can definitively say, oh, that's the best team in the country. I know some people will say UConn right now, but yeah, sorry. I know Color me yeah. a uh, a skeptic on you. I, I still have mine. Arizona Wildcats. I like them too. Yeah, they're so sick. I think they're pretty They're pretty well-rounded. They play quick. They can score. They got guard play. They got bigs. Um, Houston, I love Houston. They got athletes. Kelvin Sampson can coach, but I worry about them from a scoring standpoint. I think there's going to be a game in March where they could, just like last year against Nova in the Elite Eight, they score mm-hmm. 40 points. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I feel like we catch ourselves, at least I catch myself all the time, saying how open college basketball is, but I really feel like that's the case a lot of years. I think Nova's year, when they beat us in 18, I think they were by far the best team. But I feel like we find ourselves seeing ba- college basketball be wide open where number one teams get knocked off all the time. There's a new number one. Um, we can't ever decide who the best team is going in the tournament. So I think with us and what I'm kind of starting to get excited about is I think we have three three guys that can get drafted this summer um, with McCuller, Jay Will, and Grady. And I think those three could be draft picks. I've seen uh, McCuller ahead of Jay Will in mock drafts. So I feel like we're kind of underestimating him, maybe not us as a pod, but our fans kind of, he's kind of been underrated. And I think he's still getting acclimated, but I think that's a guy yeah. that can be continuously get better throughout the year, especially defensively. And he's been shooting it better. Um, I feel like he just, he was never really known as a scorer as tech and that might be at tech and that might be their style of play and stuff that might have a factor into that. But I think yeah. Kevin McCuller is a lot better than our fans think. And I think we're going to see that late yeah. in the year. You're listening to the fastest-growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. That's what I kind of said when I said we hit a gear that I wasn't sure this team would hit this early or even that I had hope of them hitting. And I think he is a huge reason for that because I've been like, I've loved Kevin McCuller because I knew he was so good defensively. And I knew with him and Dewan and KJ and in the lineup defensively, you were going to be an extremely good defensive team. But I have had my doubts of like, man, should we have gone after a scorer and on the transfer portal or like, was he the right fit? And if he even shoots it as close to he's been, I don't know what he is percentage wise from three, but it's pretty good for what I expected. And so if he continues to shoot it like that and score, I mean, these last two games he's played with Seton Hall and Missouri, like he's been really, really good. And if he continues to play at that level, I really do think we should be the favorites to win the big 12 and can be a one seed. And then from there, who knows? Like you mentioned Houston. Yeah, Houston's crazy talented, return a ton from last year. If I see Houston in a lead eight game in a 40-minute game, I'm not terrified of Houston. Like we will no. ugly that game up. That will be a disgusting basketball game. And I'll take, you know, like I think it's a coin flip game. Like there's no team out there that absolutely terrifies me. Like, remember last year, Gonzaga was just terrifying to us because we were, you know. So we're small and they had two, two elite bigs. And our question mark last year was the five again until Dave got it going. But like, I, I guess who's that team this year where you just can't see us possibly beating in a, in a game. Like it's, I know Purdue I feel like is right not a good top, matchup, but yeah. Purdue is Purdue. And, and that's will always find a way to screw it up. Mm-hmm. That's kind of I UConn just popped up to me at first because Tanoga is such a fucking monster. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think he would kill us down low. They're athletic. Um, I don't know. Arizona would be tough. They play quick. Tennessee, yeah. obviously. Arizona is um, one. I, I just looked up McCullery. He's 36% from three. He was eight of 12 Saturday, and his four misses were from three. He was two of six. So I think yeah. I love him from an energy standpoint, too. I think, like I said, him, Jalen, and Grady. I think it'd be draft picks this summer. So we got three NBA guys on this team. Yeah. AB, real quick, we got to go to break. But when we get back, I want you to talk to me about who you thinks like that terrifying team, because I know you always have a take on that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, All right, we're back. So we were talking, you know, college basketball being wide open. I... And so, like, I guess this whole conversation stems from I'm trying to talk myself into us having a chance at repeating. Now, I'm still not there. I don't think any of us are quite there yet. But I will say the conversation we've been having about just nobody has impressed me yet, college basketball-wise. So then you say, okay, tournament, guys that have already won a title starting for you. Um, Bill Self's your coach. Jay Wright's gone. Coach K's gone. It's like, okay, well, why why can't this team go repeat? So, like, A.B., mm-hmm. this is what I, I asked. Like, who – is Arizona that team that if we see them, it's just – we play them ten times, they're beating us eight out of ten, nine out of ten? Or, like, 
is there a team out there where you just can't see us competing regardless of or not comp- we'll compete but like just a team that's a nightmare i don't know if i can think of a team that i'm like terrified of um yeah. but if i were to pick a champion and i may get hate for this but virginia i think is gonna i i just i you, i know they've had their losses i've always loved virginia i know i get it i get it but like they they're just 55 50 over james madison this weekend that's fine that's just no, fine just james kidding. madison they're you know they're moving on up they had a good football season they couldn't play in the postseason they're playing for them um i don't know virginia just that's just what came to my mind i know they're in that grouping of top 20 in both offense and defense you know they're gonna put clamps on people especially late yeah. in the season and yeah that's that's the one. Arizona, as much as I do like them and I have a ticket for them, like 18 to 1 um, to win it, they're like 70th in defensive efficiency. So that's kind of terrifying. But by far and away, number one offense, very up-tempo, very fast. But that could play into KU's hands, I feel like. I think we we talk Three. about um... – When games get going like that, KU's clearly shown they can hang tight and yeah. keep putting points up. So. We talk about guard play in March all the time, and a lot of people do. And I think a team, if their guards can get hot in March, I think, which we probably got to touch on a certain person that's attached with this program, but Texas, um, with Chris Beard obviously getting in trouble. Um, but Tyrese Hunter, Marcus Carr, they have a stud freshman. They they have a bunch of length. They're athletic. They guard. Um, I think Texas could be scary, a scary out in March. I know they're yeah. up there in the polls right now. I think that's a – I personally think that might be a really tough matchup for us. Like I could yeah. see us, for example, I could see us getting like pumped in Austin for, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if yeah. we we'll lose by like 20, but Texas kind of scares me. Um, we'll be Texas fine. Though. Season kind of just got flipped upside down today. We'll see what happens. I don't, I was, I, I was going to say, we yeah, always do I the, don't... can you picture it test? Can you picture Rodney Terry hoisting up a national championship trophy? <laughs> Jared Howard. No, I not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because, like, yeah, I, I don't want to get too into it, but it doesn't sound good what Chris Beard was no. a part, what he did. Um, if it turns out to be accurate, um, I don't see how he's coaching again this season or Ever. next year for Texas. But yeah. that's where I'll leave that. But you're right, B-Turn. Texas is scary when they're clicking. I mean, that game against Gonzaga, they looked like an absolute wagon. I still – I've always kind of questioned Chris Beard as an offensive coach, though, but they have looked good. Um, so we'll see. I don't, we've talked a lot of college hoops. We can circle back to this. We got to like really make sure we do enough to laugh about this game on Saturday in Columbia. And I wanted to bring up a, a statement I made and I'm embarrassed to make it. And I think I texted it to UAB or maybe it was all of you. I can't remember, but. I said a few weeks ago when we thought we were going to play Missouri in a bowl game, mm. I said, do you know how much it would suck if we lose in Columbia? Because they were undefeated at the time. Early line was like, what, Kim Palm had it pretty – I mean, it was like a one-point game, I mm-hmm. think. And I said, can you imagine how much it would suck to lose in Columbia and then lose to them in the Liberty Bowl? Like, that would suck. And, like, it was a true thought in my head. You fast forward three weeks, they dodged us. In the Liberty Bowl, which so that's a win. We beat them in football. Count it as a win. Throw it up. We have seven wins in football already. I hang count. the banner. And then we go in and have one of the most impressive. Not just like, like that was one of the historically best road performances in Columbia we've the rivalries ever seen. Like, 
the way this rivalry has just shifted and it's always been in our favor, but like <laughs> it's wild how, uh, I mean, as a Missouri, again, I feel bad for Tucker and I, I, he handled it well on Twitter. He was sad. I feel bad for him. Cause I love the guy, but like, what is going through your head right now? If you're a Missouri fan, like that, could what, these last couple of weeks have could not have gone more poorly. That's what I'm saying. Like, just think about how much we hate Missouri. Like, I hate everything about them. I hate their fans. I hate their players. I hate everything attached to Mizzou. So flip that and think from a Mizzou standpoint how much they hate us. And they're sitting there camping out all week for that game. They've been they, – the series obviously got announced. We had CDOT on our pod. It got announced a couple of years ago. They've been waiting to go to Columbia. It's been 12 years. We lost to them in 2012. They're camping out for that. They're listening to – um they're list, what's the song called Mr. that they Mr. Brightside? Yeah, they're chanting fuck KU, which sounded electric. Just Dude, think about yeah, how I was think fired about up. How, I was think pumped about, for that game when I saw that. Like, can you imagine how fired up their fans were, dude? And they're yeah. just the spread's close. We think it's gonna be a close game. They obviously think they have a chance. I'm gonna say this now. I he told me not to tell anyone, but I saw C dot at the field house a couple weeks ago. Comes up to me and he's like, dude, we're gonna beat KU in Columbia. He so tweeted like, that. Yeah, so their fans were all in on winning. They should have been. We go in there. We're up 29 at one point. I thought we were going to beat them by 40. We scored. I thought we were going to score 60 in the first half. We scored 28 in the first seven minutes. We scored 102 last year. Our walk-ons are in both games early, just nailing threes. Jankovic, yeah. Chris Tehan smoking on the floor. And it's just the best feeling in the world. Like I, I tweeted, I can't stand K-State. Their fans drive me crazy, but nothing even touches my hatred for Mizzou. I think they're disgusting. Yeah. Early in the game, they were fired up. You saw Dorkwitz in the student section holding <laughs> up signs, yelling. If, if Leipold did that, I would be embarrassed. Um, it was so weird. and he's Especially so weird. after – that was such a bad move by him after he – like it was so clear he did, wanted no part of us. To then go – like and to me, he's he just got to kind of lay low at that Yeah, game. and Show he, up, uh, yeah, team, exactly. But... He doesn't even know what it's like to hate KU either, which kind of – He's obviously supposed to, but it's not like he's ever played us or had affiliations with us. So it's just, yeah, he's a dork. And he made comments about us in his press conference saying we haven't been to a bowl in 14, 15 years. But yeah, you would think you would lay low when you dodge us. Comes out that you dodge us and then you put up a picture of the Liberty Bowl, Memphis Stadium saying we'll play you anywhere. And obviously that wasn't the case. I'm sure Liberty Bowl wanted it to be KU Mizzou. I mean, outside of us going, showing up in Memphis and beating the absolute crap out of them in the Liberty Bowl, I can't think of how this rivalry could have gone better for us the last three weeks. Like, I don't know a scenario. Like, we we still get to go to the Liberty Bowl. We get to play Arkansas. That's really fun. We get to make jokes about Missouri the whole time. And, oh, by the way, in the middle, we almost 30-ball you at the biggest home game your basketball crowd's seen since probably 2012 like have they been good enough for a game like that to matter since they no. left tucker was saying last week this was definitely the biggest since 2012 um it's it, w- this was the basketball version of when we thought we were going to beat k-state in 2019 and the spread was like four <laughs> was. and the yeah. place was packed out and everyone's and we got and and immediately we it was over cheer the whole game no, no oh, and, that's God, how, no. and that's what i loved what we did now they had the lob in the first half but like they essentially, God, as B-Turn said, they camped out. They made their signs. They had their dorky cheat sheets for the student section, which, by the way, like, their <laughs> own for Grady Dick, like, they always try and come up with ways to make fun of you, was, like, his mom scored more points a game than him at wherever she played. And it's like, 
Okay, cool, his dude. mom's freaking <laughs> yeah. sick at basketball, sick own. And then they said the same thing for KJ Adams. They were like, <laughs> his mom was also a star at Texas A&M. It's like, wow, <laughs> sick. We have or a team full of athletes. Like, what are you? What are these owns? But uh, all that effort and energy that. just you know for their most exciting part of the game to do, and they went up four to two. <laughs> it's crazy. I was literally, I, I'm not kidding. I was in my living room laughing out loud at times where it was just like, how, how is this happening? Think about that too. Like they all drove up Friday night. They're probably out partying, <laughs> chanting, fuck KU. They're out at the bars, like talking to each other. We're going to beat Kansas tomorrow. The game's at five on Saturday too. So they probably woke up Saturday morning, started boozing, talking themselves into winning. And then <sighs> we go in there and Grady hits like five threes in the first minute. And <laughs> It was so it was such Can a perfect we, story for Grady too, because you knew Mizzou fans would hate him, and I'm oh, sure yeah. they hate him even yeah, way more than they did so before fast. the game. Can we talk about? And I CB tweeted it, and I loved it. But like, what would CB have done inside that building? He might have been there. Would have been a brawl. He tweeted mm-hmm. like, I would have for sure got thrown out of Mizzou Arena. But like, he would have. There would have been a brawl. That dude could not have contained himself. If we won in that style on the road, I. CB could not hold in screaming no. the B word after every big play made in the NCAA tournament. What would he have done in that game? Like, and think about how many easy dunks we got. CB would have just been dunk after dunk after lob. Like, it would have just been hilarious to see him in his element just yeah. talking so much shit. Well, and they showed. Uh, I, um... oh, go ahead. They showed the they showed the clips from last year, and CB came out of the tunnel like screaming already. And I was talking to him the other day, and he's like, he's like, bro, that was the only game I did that. Like, I usually come out of the tunnel calm. He comes out, you can see him yelling, and he makes a layup. He said he was he told everyone he's like, I'm not gonna talk shit until we're up a bunch. And he said, first bucket he makes, he's on the floor beating his chest right in front of Mizzou's crowd. His mom he, was like behind Mizzou's bench, and then. Yeah, I mean, Dewan, his best game, friend is from Columbia too. So this year in Columbia with Isaiah on the bench, which is crazy to me. But I'm pretty sure we went insane. up like seven points in that Missouri game in Allen Fieldhouse, and CB was like yelling at their bench that the game was over. Like <laughs> that was just, oh, he was a CB. CB's such a good guy, donating or uh, spending his time with Make a Wish kids. <laughs> oh, that's a joke about you. Um, I've got two questions out. about just kind of the events that unfolded from the game, not actual mm-hmm. moments of the game, um, or like reactions on social media. So when I first saw the jerseys, first time we were in the blues all year, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I kind of like them a lot, but what's like the general take on them? They're kind of like slowly wearing on me a little bit, but like me and I, I have saw the them, same I was like, take. holy shit. Too yeah. much it's like white one of those... on the side. Yeah. That's what I liked about it. It's at like first, one of those things where if you now put the... I just kind of. Go ahead. It's like one mean, of those be... things where you, maybe you put like the uniforms on, on like paint or something or Photoshop and you color the side red and you see that. Like, how did they not think about that? And I know if you zoom in to and have look, this, they have, have red like crimson trim. down the side. Yeah, if you zoom in, they have red trim, and you can kind of see that they have red. But, like, it is – there's just a lot of white. And I still – I love our blues. Our blues pop. I absolutely love it. But the white – that's a big block of white on the side of that uniform. And it – 
I don't know. Well, I guess I'll probably end up in the same boat as you guys. I'm already starting to trend that way. But the white, the white uniforms we have have really grown on me. I love the blue stripe down the side mm-hmm. of the white. So we'll see. They could grow on me. I always, I remember last year. I, I didn't just feel love like the crimson the down the, the side. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen that a lot, though. I feel like maybe just switch it up. At this point, we get new jerseys every year. So, uh, second question. I didn't get a whole lot of time on Twitter. Uh, how was Twitter? Like Missouri jokes, um, shit talk, et cetera. Was it on fire or was it kind of just like, I feel like I don't know that many Mizzou people, but I like hate them, hate them. But K State, like I see tweets and stuff all the time. Um, they were, yeah, I don't know. I Mizzou will say was this. I felt like, felt like Mizzou was pretty quiet. Like they, yeah, they have nothing to say. I mean, it was just a tough spot. I, I tweeted and I don't, I, I tweeted like, Jalen was kind of chirping with the student section at the end of the game, pointing to the scoreboard, telling them bye and stuff. And they were still chanting, I assume DUI, but it was funny. I was like, what could they possibly be like chirping Jalen Wilson about? He just scored 24. He almost lost by 30. And like, I did have Mizzou fan. Actually it was Mizzou, but it was a lot of K-State fans being like, Oh, probably because he drinks and drives. And like, it was just like, okay, obviously stay in your lane. Ema go celebrate your conference championship. You know you're in a tough spot when you're in a student section in the biggest game your 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 court seen in ten years and you're still chanting about a DUI the team star player got over a year and a half ago. Like <laughs> I don't know. Just weird move, but I get it. They they had emptied their clip, they were out, they had nothing left other than just the Jalen DUI jokes. But I don't know, B turn, what you you obviously have kind of like more people in your mentions and stuff. What did you see from Twitter following the game? Yeah, I mean, there was not much Mizzou fans could say, really. I think I kind of interacted with them about their defense just because I haven't watched them this year. And I just kind of asked, like, is your guys' defense this bad? Or, like, do guys make shots? Or they're like, no, the defense is, like, really this bad. And, yeah, so they had nothing to cheer about, just like the student section the whole game. They literally couldn't be – I mean, they were loud at the start, but they couldn't really cheer for anything. So I think there's a lot of K-State fans that kind of hate Mizzou, too, that they kind of thought it was funny. Um, But – I mean, just thinking about the past stories about Mizzou fans, we've had Tyshawn Sharon on, and they talk about K-State fans are tough, but they're not, they don't go over the top with it. Mizzou fans are just over the top. They don't give a shit, which I kind of give them credit. Like they've just been like that forever. They don't give a shit. Yeah. And they'll say it is whatever, weird they'll how do whatever, it they'll make signs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I was some guy on Twitter just swore that there was no, not a single Mizzou fan that gave T Rob shit about his mom, which he, they 100% trolled him about his mom passing away ask any player on that 2011 team we played mizzou there late in the year after after that happened they were hard on him they were hard on roy williams mom passing away uh jason king was in my mentions today talking about how someone made a sign about an airplane because nick collison's granddad had died or his dad or his yeah his granddad had died in that airplane accident or something so it's like i don't know i'm kind of getting fired up right now but they you don't do that (laughs) You don't do that yeah. shit, dude. You don't hear about any school in the country doing that. Literally, I haven't yeah. heard anything like that about any school in the country. Maybe like Michigan, Ohio State, but I don't see anyone doing that. Kate, we hate Mizzou. If KU fans were doing that, I'd be embarrassed. Um, I just I hate their fans, and I was so happy watching that game on Saturday. And yeah, there's Mizzou fans couldn't say anything. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. 
so the next part of this rivalry is Sprint Center next year. Is that right? I believe so. How fun! I mean, yeah, it's gonna. We've be... already got to start talking. If we win that game by thirty, like I will laugh so hard. How are we gonna lose? How's Mizzou gonna beat us in basketball in any of these games? I don't know. I mean, we'll lose a lot this year if you assume Grady, McCuller, Jalen, or all all of them are gone. Um, I don't know. That'll be fun. I love that this is back. It's obviously been great for us. Uh, it's gone as well as it could have possibly gone, but. Um, before we wrap up, I got a. Th- I, I tweeted about this. It's been on my mind all weekend. Do you guys realize that in the year 2025, in March, <laughs> he's so obsessed with this. Dewan Harris is still going to be our point guard in March of 2025, if he wants to be. That I can't wrap my head around. That is so far away. Is it? Go ahead. It's like two years. Like I know. I know. Twenty twenty five seems crazy that it's like super actually close, but I think it's I get just what the fact saying. that Dewan was playing on that mark. Like Dewan was playing in those COVID games with no crowd. Like to think in twenty twenty five, and he redshirted. And he was there the year before. Yeah, twenty twenty. <laughs> so like he was. I remember. How- yeah. Go ahead, I remember people. I remember people telling me in 2020 that Dewan was just a pest at practice against Dot, like he was super tough on Dot, guarding him and stuff, and like saying he was going to be a dog. And yeah, if he's got, he's obviously got this year. He could have two more years, um, his super senior years due to COVID. So yeah, he could be holding a national title, his second one in 25 in April. It's just really funny to think about, and I know the light foot jokes and things like that get overdone, but like. Dewan Harris, like Mitch Lightfoot was playing sparing minutes. Like Dewan Harris is going to play 40 minutes, like 37 minutes a game in every Kansas basketball game until 2025. Like that is hilarious to me. Imagine you're a casual fan that tunes into the Champions Classic and maybe the NCAA tournament, but you're not watching all year. And then you flip it on in 2025 and NCAA tournament. And you're like, what? This guy, I don't know. I just love it because he has so much control of a game. When he goes out of the game, you can just see our offense start to struggle. And to think that we've got that type of guy until, I mean, my God, how old are we going to be in 2025? I'm going to be 30. Whoa. I think my favorite response to that tweet that you sent was someone said, I don't have the exact quote, but they said that, Dewan's going to play until 2025, immediately become an assistant coach for KU, and then be the heir to Bill Self for when he leaves, which would make Dewan Harris like 28 years old when he's the head coach at hey, KU. If that's Duke hired Shire at 32, so <laughs> it's not that crazy. That's fair. but My no, favorite tweet of funny. the weekend that we got to bring up is that I tweeted, how bad is this Missouri defense? Me, A.B., and B-Turn can score 70 on this team, and someone responded, no, you couldn't. <laughs> like i truly thought um, me us three would scheme an offense to go score 70 on missouri whatever that that made me i just cool. i'll i want to gloat about dewan for a little bit like he is so damn good and he could score zero points the rest of the year and none of us would care at all the dude isn't even concerned about scoring and i just said it we have three nba guys that can score it he gets them great looks facilitates to them, get some jumpers, lobs, backdoor layups, whatever you want. He's so good defensively. He controls the pace. If Bill Self's obsessed with the player, you should be obsessed with him too. 
because they end up being pretty damn good. You saw fans finally came around on Marcus Garrett. Um, Dewan's the best, dude. He, I don't know. Obviously, there's more elite scores around the country, but I don't think I'd take another point guard over him. I think he's honestly perfect for this team because, just like I said, he gets those studs, open looks, um, and I think it's going to continuously get better throughout the year. Our fans are going to love him. Um, and you might have to get used to him for even two more years, but, and that's the thing too, is he can score, dude. He's like, he's close to 80% from the line when he shoots open jumpers. I personally, I feel fine. And I feel confident. He hits some big Mm -hmm. shots against Nova in the tournament. He finishes around the rim. He, and that's another thing. He doesn't take bad shots. He won't force. He doesn't really force passing the ball. He's so good. It's like kind of a, he needs to be more aggressive. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a great point to just say, like, if Bill Self's playing a guy more than you kind of want him to play, that's when you start need to start paying attention to that guy and figure out why he is. Because normally Bill Self sees it before we see it, certainly. So KJ yeah, Adams? It's, Question mark. It, KJ's, I fell victim to not trusting that. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> um, we'll see. We'll see. I think the KJ Adams storyline is going to be a roller coaster all season. But you can't doubt the guy's, like, heart and just how much he cares like he is a winner he i don't know he reminds me a lot of dewan just in a different way like they they play but well if you want a fans of ku tweet or what i imagine they've already tweeted uh when ku has controversy at the five spot typically it ends up in a national championship so congrats on the 2023 kansas basketball jayhawks people forget that wouldn't it be it would Um, be kind of sick if we had sorry this is just me going on a tangent about visuals but it would be very cool if it was like national championship banner row had 19 started with 1922 and 1923 and ended with 2022 and 2023. That'd be pretty sick. That would be pretty sick. Mm-hmm. That Sorry. would be pretty sick. One last note on the one I ran some numbers. I don't think he can catch Aaron miles for all time assist record. Cause Aaron miles was absolutely bananas. Like what he did, but he can catch valentine for all-time steals record if dewan plays these extra two years and continues to steal at the rate he's been stealing at and we play like i think i ran the math at like an average of 35 games a year which that should be doable um he could do it so dewan is a guy that bowen's all said and done now yeah he'll get an extra year but he's gonna be up on those record books he'll be top probably 10 in assists maybe top five in assists and he'll be top five in steals so it's kind Where's of going to be at the, wins, I guess. Yeah, and wins is going to be a lot, a lot too. So, because, yeah. All right. Well, I, I think, think it's a good I, time to wrap up. Or you got something, P turn? I have one more thing, but let's make it quick. I just wanted to get you a little fired up for a second, Rye. I, Kansas Jayhawks were ranked number six in the country going into this week. We go into nine and O Columbia, nine and O Columbia as a three-point favorite, beat them by 30 and drop in the polls. There's no reason to even have polls. That's I, ridiculous. And I saw the and tweets, I don't even really care, like, that's so stupid. People were like, well, how can you be mad? Of course, Tennessee hopped them. Tennessee beat them. Why didn't Tennessee already hop us? Um, and then the other thing was, <laughs> who was the other team? Oh, and Alabama hopped you. Okay, well, then rank us ahead of Houston. Like, we didn't lose to Alabama. Houston did. And we lost to Tennessee, who I think is better than Alabama. Oh, and rank is ahead of Texas because Texas lost to Illinois, who, by the way, got shit pumped by Penn State 
on their home floor like three days after beating Texas. Like our loss to Tennessee is better than that loss. So rank us ahead of Texas. I don't care. That's my take. You cannot drop a team two games after winning by 30 on the road. I don't care. God, it's terrible. You did get me fired I, up. I love it. Like, I'm glad you asked, stick. though. There's, there's nothing better than go to ahead. care yeah. about rankings. What... It's it's become a thing. I feel pat. I just have to do it. Uh-huh. Um, it's dumb. And like you said, do we really care? No. Six versus eight it means nothing. But like common sense, it does bother me. Yeah. It's you rank like, Kansas. On. You rank Kansas number six on Monday. And then they go <laughs> on the road and they win by 30 and you drop them. So why were they six last week? How do you? I yeah. don't know. It's obviously it's, it's December and rankings don't matter at all, but no. it's, it's just they weird. They certainly <laughs> do. Na- defending national champions, a blue blood program beats their biggest rival by 30 on the road and drop in the polls. Yep. Well, glad you brought that up. That's a good way to end. Uh, big one coming up Saturday against Indiana. We didn't touch on it a ton. It's going to be a tough one. We talked a little bit about how they're a tough matchup, but I don't want to get too into that. This was a fun episode. We just had to get on here and laugh about Missouri. Like that was truly my, the sum up of that game was that was just funny. It was a funny game. It was a fun game. It couldn't have gone better for us. And uh, I'm excited to win by 30 next year in the sprint center. So uh, When's the last thank time you we as lost always. Uh, that game where T-Rob got called for that bogus charge and we lost. <laughs> sure is. Refs Preview the bowl never game helped soon. us against them. Just kidding. Pre-game the bowl. Um, we got still got a pre-game yeah. our bowl game that we're playing in this year. People forget. Indiana at the yeah. Fieldhouse on Saturday. Trace Jackson Davis, one of the best players in the country, will be a handful for our bigs. Indiana's a top 15 program, obviously legendary program. Mike Woodson, great coach, NBA coach. That's going to be exciting Saturday. Probably will tell us even more about this team, even though we're at the Fieldhouse. We love winning games there. Kansas athletics is in a great spot right now, boys. Yeah, Lady the Lady are, Hawks, baby. Lady With Hawks 22. Don't get me started on that ranking either. That's a garbage <laughs> ranking too. What are they ranked 22 for? All right. Before I rant about rankings, let's get out of here. That was a good Before. way to up. All right. Yeah, whatever. I'm not, I can't start caring about women's rankings too. I've I, I put too much towards the men's, but all right, folks, as always, thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week and rock chalk. Thanks for listening to KC sports network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review. If you like what you heard and think others would as well, you can find all six of our channels at KCSN covering the chiefs, the Royals sporting KC and the KC current plus KU K state or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.